Hello and welcome back to the Centennial 38 podcast. My name is Warners. And I'm Jared. And the Rapids are back to being terrible on the 4th of July. In three years' time, we'll get to the 10-year anniversary of the uh, team winning uh, the last time this team won on this cursed day. Uh, You know, they say there's a Rio Tinto curse. We broke that. Now we have a new curse, the 4th of July curse. Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. We're undefeated in fireworks since I've been watching the Rapids for 10 years. Fireworks show was amazing. And really, that was the highlight of everybody's night. Uh, If you left early before the fireworks show, I apologize because the fireworks fizzled out pretty early during the Rapids game. Yes. uh, And... I mean, they, they they came out hot. the The fireworks were were within twenty minutes. We had a we had a real show. We had the Rapids up two nil. When was the last time the Rapids were up two nil in the first half? I uh, I think we were up two nil against. Uh, that was the two penalty kick game, right? Yes, I think the last time we were up in the first half nil was thanks to two penalty. And uh, it, it certainly felt good. In the section, you know, it felt good in the stadium to be, you know, full full house up to nil, and something happened. Yeah, Austin FC came back with three of their own, uh, two of which, oh, actually, no, all three of them, super, super soft goals that a playoff team does not concede. The, 20, the 2021 iteration of this team does not concede those three goals. Um and, you know, very soon after, in the 75th minute, uh, Kip Keller receives a red card. And for 15 minutes, the, Ra- the Rapids put up of a, a whimper of, a, of an attack through, to finish the game, not even finding the, the, the wherewithal to tie the game. Um, it was bad from, from the, defense co- the defensive collapse to the inability to find the back of the net in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so. Uh, Jared, there's a lot of things wrong with this team. They've got issues. What are your thoughts, man? Tell me. Oh, what are my thoughts? Man, it's um, going into a game where there are expectations and there are bright lights on the team and the stadium is full. It just feels all too familiar for us to fall short. So um, once again, I think it's a very disappointing outcome for the evening. Uh, definitely casts a lot of shadows over the rest of this season. Can can this team come back? And you look at a trip away to RSL where it's been kind of a house of horrors and uh, our results in the last six weeks have been uh, not promising at the very best. Um, we, we lost a lead on the road to New York City. And then we got smashed against Portland, and now we come home and we uh, go two two goals up, where really everything was in our favor, and it felt it really felt like that might be a kind of a turning point type of occasion to go up to nil against Austin, who's been flying in the table this this season and has been um, more formidable than we thought they would be. But then we go into halftime tied 2-2, and all of a sudden, all the momentum is gone. We leave the stadium at 3-2. It's hard times uh, once again. And um, I think if vibes were low last week, boy, they're lower this week. And uh, that's not to say that there's not the the capability in this team to turn it around, but I think it becomes increasingly difficult to find the catalyst and what is going to turn this team around, especially given the fact that, that we've just really seen, you know, if Lewis is playing well and we lose, I just don't know what it's going to take to put three points on the board right now. And we look at the schedule and it becomes increasingly difficult to find where the points are going to come from to get us into the playoff picture. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, right now we have players that, you know, we, before before Zardes, we were saying Lewis needs to cut his shit and be better on the wing. And now he's better on the wing and kind of now, uh, through no fault of his own, Diego Rubio is not producing to the uh, to the extent that he that he should be. Um, and, and and for me, I, I've made it clear. I I blame Zardes for that. I think Robin, you know, shoehorning uh, at this point why not just employ Zardes I think Zardes in the super sub role 
is is way better than having him start out there and soak up all the minutes. And, and I think the, the team plays better without him. Um, I think it's worth the discussion at this point because you look at you look at Rubio and how much he produced in the first half of this season. Uh, the fact that he was an all star level player, like he was he was a stalwart towards the top of the league in goals scored when he was deployed at the nine. Um, at this point, I, I think it's safe to say he's good at a lot of things, but being a midfielder is not one of those things. Well, and I think through no fault of his own, he's being asked to play the ten role. And, you know, if you're Rubio, you're not going to say no, you know, like you're going to be the professional and play whatever coach asks you to play. Uh, But I've said that his um, role as a 10 is serviceable. It's not it's not it's not bad, but it's it's just enough. And I, I don't think it's. Right now, it's not enough, right? Because obviously, and the partnership. The I mean, it's it's kind of it's it's also a reciprocal relationship. If we see knockdown balls from Zardes to Rubio, and that's working, then that that that's something that we could carry on with. How it's gone so far, that's not been the case. There's just no link up between the two. And and here's why I say he's serviceable because he produced on Monday, on uh, last Monday, he gave he led. Uh, you know, he led Lewis into stride to hit that, you know, nice finish from Lewis. And so it's serviceable, but a serviceable, a serviceable 10 does not win you cups. And I think, I think Ruby is a, I've been screaming that he's a great nine and that we didn't really need another 10, be, uh, another DP nine, because no matter who you put in that position, you're going to get into a situation where, uh, where we got into on, Monday where and these past games where it doesn't it doesn't it didn't even have to be Zardis right it could be any DP nine the service to the nine has been abysmal it's been bad um now that the wingers are stepping up now we have you know kind of Zardis occupying a lot of space a lot of dead space I don't I I don't think he and I don't want to make this the the Zardis hate podcast because you know, I've made my feelings on Zardes very clear. We have, you know, uh, at this point, hours of of recorded material on why he's not been working. Uh, but even as the as the Zardes stand of the podcast, it's been pretty rough going and hard to see hard to see how you justify playing him at you know at at every instance when he just has not produced from open play. Um, and, and I think that's safe to say, even, even for the most ardent fan of Zardes right now, and God knows there's a lot, there's a lot of people who bought the jersey and really bought it. The fact that he was going to be the answer. And that's really not been the case so far for our Colorado Rapids. No, definitely not. And it's nice because, um, in some instance, I like to be right. I like to put it up in people's faces, but in other instances, it, it sucks because now the team is suffering. You know, I'm right, but at what cost am I right, Jared? At what cost uh, do I have the big brain? You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's really where I think all Rapids fans find themselves. Either you love them or you just realize that you're tied for the next six months, you know, um, for for the rest of this season at least. I think that we're tied to the fortunes of artists. So if he can start producing, it, it would definitely it would change the season. Because uh, even even a couple of goals would would really make you think, okay, maybe this can go in the right direction. But the fact that there's been no productivity from a guy who's brought in as the DP nine, who everyone's been begging for for years, um, we we really at this point we have to ask: Have we missed the mark? And um, if we have, how does that rectify? Does it, I mean at, th- at this point in the season, I don't think there's any chance that we see a rapid iteration without a healthy dose of Zardes um, in every match. And that's, I think, just the financial reality of contracts and how much this player uh, costs and how much we, we've tied our, our, the ship to the player. Uh, I, I don't think, I think it's hard to argue that we're going to see more of them than we'd like, even without productivity. But if he could turn it around, things could start going in the right direction. It would be a it would be a world of difference for the Rapids right now because um, without without goals from that that vaunted number nine, 
it, it's hard to see how this team can establish ourselves as a, a power or um, really dominate games. Even from a 2-0 position, we lost it against Austin at home, uh, and we didn't look in any way able to solidify ourselves you know, as as the as the tide started to fall, as everything started to go against us, there was never a moment in the game where we reclaimed the ascendancy. And I think that's what we expect from a player like Zardes, who has uh, a very good pedigree in MLS. And this is a guy that we've really, you know, we've invested in this this season in. Yeah, and I think that's the uh, the bright spot is that we're not tied for this guy if you don't want to be for the next, you know so-and-so few years, you know? And ultimately, my main thing is that if he does, if 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 the Rapids do re-sign him for another year, they're making a massive mistake. Um, and I think the only reason you bring him in is, is because, uh, I, I talked about it on the DNVR pod, but uh, losing Galvan, who was going to be the number 10 for this team, who was playing more centrally, you can easily see that this team is missing someone like a Galvan, someone that can create chances out of nothing and can, you know, you know, be the star that this team needs. Now, obviously I'm the Galvan stan and I'm going to like sing his praises no matter what, but you got to imagine his injury early on in the season has kind of put us into this position now where it's, it is kind of a mess there is no gel to this team, but beside you know, beside you know, uh, Zardes being whatever, beside the defense being lackluster, and that's you know, it's an understatement. Besides all of that, this team is still very much when they play. When you see them, the eye test shows that there's no gel, there's no chemistry, there's nothing to this team that um, inspires belief. I mean, last year, throughout the hard games, throughout the losses, there was always this thing of, like, we may not have won, we may have drawn, but at least the team played well. At least the team played like a cohesive unit. At least the team played, you know, attractive style of soccer. Even going up 2-0, in the way we scored our goals, was not attractive, was not indicative of a, of a good team. The lawless goal, I will say, felt a bit lucky, felt a bit um, flukish. And those are the kind of goals that the Rapids concede. And then the look at the buildup to the Lewis goal. It was a long ball from I forget who it was. I think it was Wilson. It was it went from center back to Rubio to Jonathan Lewis in two long balls, in two balls that were not you know connected. Uh, and, and, and had this sort of build-up to it. And then when they do go to that build-up of, like, let's actually generate a chance, they don't make anything. And so, as I say, this team, this iteration of the Rapids is not clicking, right? Um, and so a lot of people have, you know, started to look forward to a sort of... They've started to look forward to 2023. they started to look forward to what a rebuild looks like. And uh, I don't blame him, uh, especially given the fact that, uh, you know, you you kind of were talking about it last pod that if I'm Mac, I'm getting on the phone with my agent and trying to get out of there. Um, and all of a sudden he might have gotten on the phone with his agent because within, uh, you know, a couple hundred hours of that podcast, we see rumors that he may be um, in talks with Toronto FC trying to go back home before the uh, World Cup in the in the winter and. I, just not surprising to see that because we, when you talk about the dysfunction in this team, I think a lot of it starts in the midfield. We just don't have a cohesive midfield. And we talked about, you talked about last year, how we, at least in the games that we lost in games that we didn't even perform that well in there still felt like a spark. I think a lot of that comes from Jack price and him being out of this lineup right now has really hurt the team but more so than hurting the team it really exposed the fact that we don't have a partner whatsoever for Mark Anthony K and we can't say that Mark Anthony K is not a, a talented player this this guy has all of the attributes to be an a, a superstar in MLS 
but I don't think we've been able to bring the best out of him. And especially without Jack Price on the field, you look for a partnership midfield or any kind of just player to play off of, and it's 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 hard to find. Um, Colin Warner has been a great servant to the club, but I think we can we can agree at this point he's not Robin's first choice to line up. And then Brian Acosta has has had a hard time settling in. hasn't been hasn't been a superstar level player. Still trying to figure out who this guy is. Um, but really, I think all of that adds up to the fact that Mac has really had a rough time in his, in his time here at Colorado. And I I don't know how we can turn that around without you know Jack coming back into the lineup will be one thing. Um, but now there's still gelling to be done between Mac and Price, even at their healthiest. I'm not sure that that pairing has proven out to be um, extraordinarily strong. So um, looking at the rest of the season, do you think Mark Anthony Kay has a chance to settle down in this team? Or is it a, is it a situation where he really is out the door already? I think I, I'm inclined to believe it's the latter. I really don't want it to be the latter. Uh, the situation that he's in is that he's kind of not found, and maybe not him, but like the role that he's playing at the Rapids is not solidified. We don't know whether he's best as a 10, as a creative player. We don't know if he's a good as a six, because, you know, from watching the game, I think the most solid player in that midfield was Mac. Mac played some great defense. He played some great uh, midfield ball. He 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 was a nice ball winning kind of per, uh, you know player in in between the lines, covering the defense, getting rid of the ball. You know he I, when I saw Mac, I was like, this dude is like locked in, playing some great defensive ball. Is that what he should be? I don't know. I really don't know. I, I think you get to a point with Mac where um, you want him to be the franchise kind of star player because outside of Jack Price, I think he's probably the most kind of like 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 obviously like there's like fan favorites like Abubakar. Like Abubakar's got the hair, so he's kind of like got that going like of like noticeable players. Jack Price is obviously like you know. People hear his chant and they think Ted Lasso or whatever. He's the English guy. Um, so, you know. Yeah, but I, with, even though Mark Anthony K doesn't have a chant or something that we can tie to him directly, as far as profile of the player, yes, you're, you're leading right guy. up to it. This this is the guy that we've that he he's a international superstar in Canada's golden generation. This is a player that we, you know, Kellen Acosta seemed like a small price to pay to have back in the lineup. And when, when we were both on the same team, it didn't really make sense. You'd kind of felt like maybe Kellen's on the way out when we brought Mac in, but it felt like an upgrade at that point. And you see the success that, um, that Kellen's having at LAFC being kind of a glue guy. It, it really does make you question just kind of where it all went wrong with Mac and I, I think the the pairings and the partnership and the demands asked of the player are probably a lot more to blame than the player himself. I mean, this is this is a superstar level player that we just have not been able to get superstar production out of for whatever reason. Yeah, and I think you put it best. Like for whatever reason, he's just not producing, and that's fact, right? Like that's just kind of like that's like the buck stops at Mac. Is he the quality that we want him to be absolutely not whether it's his fault or not doesn't matter like that's just kind of what the truth of the matter is and it's hard for me to say that because I did see this guy just ball out for the Rapids on on uh on the 4th of July and so um to kind of just come on here and be like he's not doing really well you know um he's not doing really well and that's he's doing he's doing I think he he's kind of doing exactly what you would expect from a player who's asked to play uh, a, you know like you said a number of different roles is he a six or is he a 10 we don't know we just need him to produce and to destroy play so i mean uh i, I think a little bit of the blame has to be shifted from mac onto robin in that scenario because again it, it all comes down to partnerships in the midfield 
Um, you, you, no man is an island, as as it said in one rom com, but um, no man is an island in the midfield either. And you have to have players to play off of. Um, don't think we've necessarily done him justice in the midfield with the partnerships he's been asked to play with, and that's a that's a position that I think um, it, I'm surprised personally that we hadn't seen more discussion around players that we can either implement into the system that are already with us and there's a pretty thin list or any names that might be popping up for potential targets to be had in free agency or, you know, any kind of transfer in the upcoming summer window. Right. And, it, and I think with, with the Zardis signing, you're seeing a lot of signings around MLS, uh, where very easily you could have put yourselves in the shoes of Porter. I mean, like Porter could have easily made that deal, you know. And you're getting to a point now where, at least in my eyes, you have very little pivot room, right? You've kind of tied your ship to Zardis, so Zardis is your guy. And watch as the rest of the league sees absolute deals like Pozuelo to Inter Miami for 150k in GAM. Uh, that comes with a heavy an expensive um, contract and salary, and I get that. I get that maybe the Rapids weren't willing to pay that, but, like, you see that, and you see the deals being made, and you see kind of, you know, how the Rapids are tied to Zardes. I think it goes to show more and more how much of a bad deal that was. Um, yeah, and, and, and let me throw one reiterate. thing out at you. Um, how, how much... How much of our struggles comes down to the fact that the players that now are the standard bears for the Rapids, and I would say the standard bears for the Rapids are the guys that you put the most outlay in and that you play at all costs. You look at guys like K, and you look at guys like Zardes. Are these Rapids guys? No, it's it's hard to say. I don't think I, so. it, it, that, I, that those guys aren't the ones we developed. We we have sent a lot of talent off in the last couple of you know the last couple of months. Really. I mean, we look back ten months ago and we have Bassett and Vines in this squad. Um, I I have one set. We've really missed those two players, and I think that Bassett really shines through because Estevez I think is a capable replacement for Vines. Um, Estevez does a job. He he works. And that's not even disputed because he is such a hard-nosed type of player. Um, a little bit of in productivity, I think, could be a little bit better from 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 Estevez, and I think that that's going to come as he is more consistently included in this side. But I think Bassett is a player that we haven't been able to replace, and I don't see the trust in in Max, who we brought in to be the the kind of the stir the the straw that the drink um he's being asked to play wide when he does come in that's a little bit of a mismatch so uh, i think there's certainly personnel problems and, and i don't think that's in any debate right now as far as um how we in this team lined up is just not something that strikes fear in anybody's heart but do you see an easy fix to um what we could change going into salt lake on the road how would you line up for this game? Because uh, I, I'm more inclined to play the players I know, play a little bit more defensive, maybe see Colin Warner back in the midfield, um, possibly see Drew Moore slide in, honestly, because Trusty's no longer an option as he's uh, now departed to quote-unquote Arsenal. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure that there's a lot of faith in that lineup, but at the same time, I'm not sure that playing the player you know and, and maybe getting back to kind of the Rapids way might not be a bad idea as we go on the road to our rival. Yeah, and I think with that being said, um, there is some things that kind of occurred throughout this play that were season-defining moments. Because you do say like uh, Zardes and Mac are those guys that, you know, can produce. And Mark Anthony Kate puts a perfect through ball on a Zardes. The best Zardes has ever looked, honestly, is making is timing the run, running onto it, and then passing square to Barrios, and Barrios 
uh, <laughs> not finishing, but hitting it straight at the keeper. This is before the Rapids went up a man. And so maybe an all time miss because the memes from that shot are horrific. God, it just looks so bad for the player. I love Barrios. Uh, well, well, such a it. vital part of 2021 season. 2022 hasn't panned out, and that was the culmination, uh, really, of a lot of frustration. Because of, of he, a lot of things, it, man. Because when when Zardis and and Mac, you know, as we just mentioned, are they Rapids guys? When they do make something like that and they don't finish off, is that on Zardes? Is that on Mac? That's on Barrios, right, for missing that. But that just kind of goes to further prove the point that these two guys kind of, no matter how much they kind of set things up on a silver platter, it still doesn't click. And that's why I say it's that game is season-defining, man. You can't score those types of chances by your, I will say, star players because Zardes is being paid the big bucks so that, you know, he's de facto star, de facto star with Mark Anthony K, you know, de facto profile star. You know, you brought these two guys to be guys that uh, change the game. Even when they try to change the game, it doesn't work. And then to, to concede goals like we did, uh, I saw Trusty play one of the worst games he's ever played. I think Trusty uh, last year, you, you can go to the to the pods last year and you could talk, I could talk, you know, your head off about how good, um, how good Trusty was playing and how solid he was. He he's checked out, man. He's on his way to Arsenal. I think he does uh, find himself in the lineup this Saturday because I think this Saturday, this this Monday game was uh, the fourth game was his last home game. I still think he has one more game. I don't know if that uh, if that will be the case or not. Despite that, I think Trusty was awful. I think I think. This team is a lot better if if Austin Trusty is locked in and and kind of playing his game. We haven't seen Trusty play his game at all this season. Uh, I don't think there's ever been a, a standout. Oh, Trusty had a great game. Uh, and if you have it, point point me to it. I'll watch the film and be like, okay, that was a good game. But you know, recency bias kicking in. Trusty's not been good. And I sure don't have a game that I can point you to in this season where Trusty's been a standout performer. Because last and year I was I had really him. hard on him after Portland, and I mean it just really carried through. So I mean, even if he is available, I don't. I I think I don't want to see he's him. Off to, he's off to Europe, but even if he's not, I'm not sure he's a guy that you want to run out against Salt Lake right now. I don't want to see him, dude. I think I think he's. I think I'm perfectly fine with Monday being the last of burgundy we ever see him and 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 green whatever fucking kit we wear right i i just don't want to see him we more than likely will if he's available because i feel like he's a, one of robin's guys but that was atrocious from him from from just ev- and, and and not only was it bad but his body language after conceding was terrible. I, I knew immediately it was him because when the goal was scored, he started walking away from the goal, much like he's walking away from this Rapids career into the Arsenal fringe bench. Where he, he, good luck on even like t- sniffing that man. That's um, that's that's not even a consideration for him at this point in his career, and I think that's that's probably enough to be said about the the Austin match. Um, it. It just yeah he he does he doesn't have it right now for the Rapids and I don't think I don't think there's any chance we see him in red and white anytime soon in North London, um, but uh, we look towards the rest of the season right we we have to just keep our heads forward um, I, I think a a preview of the the match against RSL is almost unnecessary at this point because we all know exactly what we're up against uh, a team coached by a former legend who's probably performing their talent uh, but speaking of talent how about the rapids performance from the first half of the season we kind of teased this in the last episode and i'd like to go through uh just a, a grading of the rapids players so far this season um let's let's go off the top with a guy that I know that you're going to rate very highly, and I think everyone should rate very highly, and I think has to be the first name that we go through, Diego Rubio. For the first half of the season, what would you rate Diego Rubio on an A to, an a to F scale? Um, how would you say he performed? Yes, um, just so everyone knows, this year the, these are the official mid-season player review 
uh, ratings. What we will say, well, I will say before we get into them, the Rapids need to win out all of July in order to be worth talking about again in a playoff capacity. So, um, you know, I, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, would you agree, yes or no? Win out July, and then we'll come back to the playoff discussion because right now it does not look like we should even be thinking about that, which is a, a I think shame. winning out July is just as crazy now as it was before we played uh, on on Monday night. So, um, yeah, I, I think winning out in July would put us in a much different situation, but at the same time, I don't have any confidence that that's – that's the results we're going to pull for the rest of the month. But, um, you know, that's that's another nine points in the balance that we could certainly use with taking. And we'll get there. But uh, these these are the midseason player reviews, player uh, rating reviews. And I think to give Rubio is at a solid B. You're giving Rubio a B? Yes, because uh, despite being our leading goal scorer, and I don't know if it's his fault, but... Um, it's kind of like when you're you're in a group project and the rest of the group brings your grade down. <laughs> um, otherwise, he'd be an A. Uh, but uh, I think B, uh, honestly, for Rubio, and that's about as generous as I'll. I, I'm a hard grader, man. And and Rubio hasn't scored in what four games? I, I mean, he assisted on Monday, but he, it's been a while since he scored, man. And so um, if I if he was scoring throughout all of this, through all the madness that is the 2022 Colorado Rapids, I'd give him an A. But I think he is at a B, just in the same way that probably Yarbrough's at a B because the rest of his squad has just kind of you know forced him into a uh, situation where he can't really you know rise above more than what you know the more like he can't be you know the, can't get that deserved grade based on the situation around him. I think you're being too humble with your bullet. I think he's outperformed what he did in 2021. Um, I think Diego Rubio is solid A at this point in time. Uh, for for the player he is and for the role he's been asked to take on, um, I'm not expecting goals from him right now because he's been asked to play in a more recessed position. Um, it's very unnatural. It hasn't worked. I would love to see him more in the box, and I think in the boxes where he's really shown out this year. But um, being the, the team-leading goal scorer, I'm giving Rubio an A. I'm giving Rubio an A right now because he he's really outperforming, I think, the expectations. Um, maybe not your expectations because I know you love the guy. He's a hat trick every game to player. But uh, <laughs> the the fact that he has consistently recorded goals, he's not been a player that we could accuse of uh, squandering chances. I think that he's a player that uh, if anybody on this team deserves – um, to, to be in the teacher's good good grading system here and, and earn a little bit of credit from just the overall performance. Uh, he is an A for me. Uh, but another player that has come into the season, uh, middle, middle of the season edition, uh, much lauded, the number nine DP striker, what would you grade Mr. Giassi Zardes at at this point in the season? F. F minus. F minus. Ouch. F minus minus. Because you owe us two uh, goals based on expected goals. For every goal that for every expected goal that he has not contributed on is how many minuses he get, and he's at a. I think this is a minus one point six. So one point four. Sorry. So F minus one point four. That is the uh, F minus one point four. I'm giving I'm giving Giassi a D right now because D? I don't want to fail him. I'm going to keep him in my class as as the uh, as the genteel person I am. I would love to see uh, one of my my students here that I'm grading uh, come right back around and really put it together for the end of the semester and, and ace their finals. Um, I'm not going to say he can't. So I'm going to give Zardes a D right now because um, he's certainly not passing my class in, in flying color, but um, it's it's a player that we have to rely on for the rest of the season. Maybe a D is a generous grade, but it's me showing confidence in the fact that this player has to be the guy that turns it around um, for the rest of the season. 
because I think uh, we've said it a number of times. We're tied to them. Uh, I don't think anything higher than a D could even possibly be warranted without any goals from run of play. But uh, I am going to give him a D and and an arm around the shoulder and say, let's go. Let's let's ace these finals and let's get you through this class. If we can get him through C, boy, it's a job well done. I, I but think, um, I as far as their strikers, can you name well, another striker? All that we need a grade. Uh, Yappy, of course, man. He had he had some minutes. No, I'm, just I'm giving him an I'm, NA on my I'm, my part, but I'd love to hear what you've got for for Mister Yaffe uh, or Mister Torre. Excuse me. I mean, oh yeah, Torre. I mean, he hasn't shown up to class, so I can't give him a, a, a grade just yet. Uh, other people that haven't shown up to class, we'll get him out of the way now. I don't I don't think we can like really truly kind of give him a, a real rating as. Irwin. I do have some NAs down my scorecard as well. Irwin Mayaka, uh, Sebastian Anderson, um, Toure Yapi, A. Rodriguez. That's an NA. We can, you can't okay. grade the guy on one performance. It's a fucking. Um, yeah, you <laughs> guys right. him immediately. That's a little harsh. Uh, Shinyashiki? Uh, again, I mean, are Nico? we grading him since he's left? Because that's been uh, he's, he's he's significantly picked up his performance. He's transferred to a better school, and uh, he, they they've gotten his grades up there. And Nico Mesquita is uh, a foreign transfer now to another school. So Mesquita also in that in that boat. I'm looking at like minutes, like total minutes of a player. Um, I've given quite a few NAs, but when I look down through my, so we talked about strikers. For me, Torre doesn't deserve a grade at this point. Correct, um, correct, correct. I'm not grading Rapids 2 because I think Rapids 2 is a silly side project that really hasn't clicked as far as developing players in any significant way better than USL would. Um, and we can talk about that on a later pod. In fact, I think it'd be a great idea. But at this point, Rapids 2 performances are withstanding. Um, we, we look down the mid, or we, we look to, so we've talked about strike. Let's talk about our wide players. And you talked about a couple of wide players that have already departed, um, in Mesquita and Shinichiki, who found himself wide quite a bit. Uh, what would you rate Mr. Michael Barrios at this point in the season? For me, I'm giving him a D as well, because, um, he has certainly not lived up to the potential that he showed last year. Uh, but as again that that I think that we really lean on to make any kind of substantive change to the season um but certainly hasn't put his best foot forward so far this year I think uh, I'm inclined to give him a d plus c minus because he is very close to um because everything leading up to his decision making at the end is perfect the way he beats defenders the way he sidesteps and shimmies and moves and cuts to the goal is great. It's the, what do I do here at this point uh, with with how he kind of, it, it, it's, he, he's got the, in an essay, he's got the, the, the middle part, the beginning middle, and, and, and when it comes to the end part, he uh, rips up the paper and doesn't have anything to show for it. So it, it, it's incomplete. Right, so I think D plus at at best, C minus is a little more on his generous side. I think recency bias also helps that he scored his goal, but he is he's close to being what I what he used to be. I would agree. I hope that we see the best out of him for the rest of the season because he's like I say, he's a player that we lean on a lot, um, and, and another player that Robin showed a lot of faith in. Um, but an, another of the plays on the wing and that we've had a lot of criticism for, but I think recency bias might, uh, help him out quite a bit. Mr. Jonathan Lewis, what do you have Lewis rated at this point in the season? Uh, I got him, I got him at a, at a C plus B minus, uh, because towards the beginning of the season, it wasn't really clicking for him. And now it is now it's, uh, now it is a, a, a case of, can you keep it up? Can you keep the sustained, uh, I think this is the first time I remember Lewis having three really solid games in a row, um, up to up until the you know, the the, the points that that he is at. Um, so it for him it, it's really time to figure out what's if he can if he can keep it up keep it going. Yeah, and I think I think Lewis is a C plus right now, and I think if anybody uh, you look at teachers' pet points. 
Uh, Lewis is a teacher's pet type of player. He's the guy that you you know that everybody sees all the talent in the world in this player. And when he converts and when he makes things happen in the final third, um, he's really undeniable. I mean, he's so quick. He gets himself in such good positions that if he could just perform at his XG, uh, we're looking at an A-level player. I mean, he he can certainly do a job. Um, Whether or not he can be the guy that consistently does a job is really up to him. Um, I agree. Recently, three games in a row, um, he's been probably our most kind of live wire outside player. And uh, hopefully he can continue to to bring in goals because if he's scoring, um, it certainly covers up a lot of the deficiencies that we may have uh, from other players in the attack. Um, Well, as we as we we work our way, we uh also we also brought in Sam Nicholson. So new hotshot students going to come in and kind of work his way into acing all these assignments and being the new guy. So I, I, I have I'm hoping hopes. that is the case. I have high hopes for Nicholson to, to be the fire to, to start the like spark in this Rapids offseason push, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's talk. Let, let's, let's, let's talk. I know, I know we're, you're starting at the forwards, but let's talk. Let's talk Yarbrough, man. What do you let's got? Let's talk Yarbrough. What do you got Yarbrough rated at? I've got Yarrow at a B right now, uh, a B to a B plus because I, I mean, if we, if he doesn't have a shutout, we don't win, right? That's been the MO for this team, and it's not changed at all. If he doesn't shut out, we don't win. It's it's unbelievable at this point that that's still the case. Um, I think he's he's being asked to do a job for a team that is underperforming and giving up more opportunities than they should. It's leading him to not look his best. Um, in this season, where last year I thought he was, I thought he was top of MLS as far as goalkeepers, um, regardless of what the end of, end of season awards ratings. That that doesn't matter at all. Um, he was playing tremendous football last year, and this year, uh, not not the player that he was last year because he's facing so many more shots. I mean, I think he's a stalwart of the defense. I think that, um, I mean, a, a B to a B plus right now on this team is really, that's towards the top of the ratings. And um, a player that we, I mean, he's indispensable at this point because Abe Rodriguez, as much as I love him, and I've, I'm on record saying that I think he deserves all the chances that he gets. Uh, Yarbrough really is a top level player, but is also, and this is a surprise to me, I looked this up today, he's actually 33 years old. So um, we need the best out of him right now because he he has a, a horizon. And if we can get the best out of him for, for this year and next, then we might be looking at uh, a situation where we we're, we don't have anybody else to, to really slide in there that's a, an established MLS vet. Um, Irwin isn't the guy. We can all agree on that, I think, at this point. But Yarbrough has been the guy. But we need him to really perform, and and he has done so far. Um, when he when he doesn't keep a shutout, we don't win. Amazing statistic, but at the same time, um, we need him to control the defense to the point that um, you know we can deal with the Austin Trusty departure and and still find a way to be consistent in defense for the rest of the year. I got him at a C minus because I haven't forgotten the fact that he lost us the three points at Houston, which is coming back to bite us in the ass now because we figured they'd get the away. Yeah, that was really bad. And then to concede a stupid Galazzo from that stupid FC Dallas player, it's, I can't look past those. So I think a C minus just for letting in fluke goals, uh, those two. So um, I, I I agree with everything you said there, but haven't forgotten that he's also caught he's also costs us some valuable points that you know coming into now we wouldn't have to be worried about our first three points in the road if we had just gotten them at Houston and uh, and the only the only thing that I have to question is and he has zero goals not anyone else would have done that. any better <laughs> he has zero goals <laughs> bum um <laughs> I I question if we had anybody who would have done a better job and that's I mean that's really neither here nor there because it it doesn't really bode that well on him if we're asking you know is there a better option but um yeah I think he still holds strong um he's our number one right now there's really no question in that um as we work our way up the park how about center backs which one you want to talk about first 
Let's start with Lawless, please. The uh, the easiest, the 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 the, the other teacher's pet. I'd, I'd say I have, I have a Lawless at a at a C. I've got Lawless at a B. I've got Lawless at a B because I think he's done he's done the job. Honestly, um, he he hasn't been bad in any in any specific game that I can think of. Um, he he always puts in a shift um, goal contribution this last week. Don't, completely don't let... unexpected. I, I completely ruled that out of the grading. But I think um, as far as locking down our defense and looking towards the future and saying who who is going to be the back line now that Trusty's departed, I don't think that there's anybody that you can place in that roster more comfortably than Lawless at this point in time. Oh. So for me, he's a B with with again potential to make this an a season don't let a uh, yaya hear you on that one because he, uh, he was saying that abubakar was the worst of the three defenders today on the dnvr podcast uh calling you out yaya that is uh ridiculous to say the least let's talk um let's talk uh austin trusty uh decided to transfer move schools abroad i give him an f uh, just because the uh, <laughs> the expectations from last year of being, I, I had him in top MLS eleven. He was top of his class. He uh, decided to go and um, kind of say, you know, Sayonara. I'm I'm an Arsenal player in in name. <laughs> Uh, he was a, he was he was a rapid star last year and really hasn't lived up to that. I mean, I I had in my book I was going to give him an NA. Only because he can go off and do whatever he likes now. Um, hopefully, he reflects well on the Rapids. But I mean, if I ha- if I were pressed into giving him a grade, he's a D this year at best. I mean, at the at the same time as he was not nearly the player he was last year, and really looked kind of devoid of any kind of. Um, he wasn't a player that added any side he wasn't making aggressive passes forward he wasn't you know I, I think Danny Wilson has done a great job in that regard um and, and maybe that takes the opportunity away to play more attacking balls but uh trusty's not good this year I would give him a DFR pressed into a grade but I'd like to give him an NA just because uh you know this is a guy that's going off to play in a, a, a much different situation in a couple of months and god bless him but he needs to find form quickly I agree. Let's talk. And about. speaking of Danny Wilson, I'm giving Danny Wilson a B plus right now because B Danny plus. Wilson, I think, has he he's been he's been tremendous. Um, he, he, I, I, his injury availability aside, I think he's been very consistent for us for the last few years. I think that he right now he is just working himself back into form. Still a B plus player, and and maybe you give him an A, and I would respect that point of view. I just I, I'm giving him a B plus right now because I think he's excelling, but I think there is more to come from this player uh, for the end of the season. So let me just be honest. Now, Diego Rubio was my highest rated player, so no one's going to get higher than the B plus. Uh, Danny Wilson, for that matter, is at a C minus uh, because I think there's still a lot left to be desired of the Scotsman. I think um, I think for on the ball, he's he's excellent. I think his distribution is 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 great. Uh, but you know, he is part of a defense that's very leaky. And so, um, it's leaky right now. That is for sure. So I, I, and he is the one that shores it up. He's the one that commands people and him kind of, you know, the, the inability to clear the, the most floatiest of balls, um, you know, on, on Monday was, was weird to see. Uh, that was uncharacteristic of, An- of Danny, um, and so I, that that's why I, I got him at a C minus. I think Abubakar has been the best center back so far this season. I don't, I don't, I don't argue with you too much there. I think Danny just above Abubakar because Danny's still outperforming my expectations of being a ball player um, and being able to advance past you know through lines. Uh, but we've got two outside backs, and I think is a pretty easy A. Are we are we giving Rosenberry an A? Are we giving Rosenberry an A? You said you couldn't give an A. No, uh, Rosenberry is at a B. A B? That, there, there's I mean, no I'll, player that has an A. That's fair. That's fair. I'm giving Rosenberry an A because I think he locks down his job. 
But I think the more interesting of the two to talk about is Lucas Estevez because he's been first choice left back. Um, he's a player that has extended his loan, so he's here for the rest of the year. But um, for me, hasn't really we haven't seen the best of him quite yet. Even though he is a hard nosed player and we've seen him work hard, um, I think there's still a little bit to, to be desired from the end product. And I right now have him at a B. What do you have uh, Lucas Estevez at at this point? I got him at a B as well. I think he's being asked to do a lot uh, on the left-hand side. For a lot of the time, he was picking up Lewis's slack, and now Lewis is back to being kind of a nice uh, option up top. But uh, as far as uh, Lucas Estevez is concerned, I think he is doing really well. Him and and Rosenberry are going to share that B. But uh, we forgot about one more outside back, uh, Stephen Betashore, who has earned a B-plus in my eyes. Uh, I think uh, when he is called upon, he has done very well. And so I think him and Rubio, I know Steven Betasher doesn't have that much of a strong role, but him and Rubio share my uh, my top player. Highest grade of the year. Highest grades of reliable players that I've seen really empath- emphasize the kind of the way the Rapids have been playing and, 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 and all of that. So those are, those are they, they share the B+. Plus. Um, and, and mostly because the rest of the team has been bad too. So I like that, and and shame on me because I forgot Beta Shower. This guy's had a great season. Every day he's played for me, he's been eights and nines. Um, very good season so far. I'll give him that B plus right along with you. And as we work our way into the midfield, um, where do you, where do you rate? So I I see four players right now that have played significant minutes in our midfield: yep. Acosta, Warner. Price and K. Who would you rate top of that pile? Warner. And why? Yeah, I mean, he's War- played significant minutes. He's uh, he's been in the side. Uh, Max has played more minutes than him, man. I don't. I have I have Warner. As yeah, Max is in there too. I, how could I forget Max? I have Warner and Max as an NA. I think uh, I don't think they've played significant minutes, and I think Max is always a player for next year. I think Warner is. You know, he should have graduated by now. I don't know why he's still here. Um, not that I don't like him, but, um, what, what, what do you think of this too? I, I don't, I don't have any which way to feel about him. Uh, I know people hate seeing Warner start. Uh, he's only started two games so far and, uh, people are, can, you know, leave their own interpretation of how that went, but it's Colin Warner. You know, you're not, you're not going to get the, uh, you're not going to get the most, he, he's been through it. You know what I mean? Like. He's just gonna I think that's very fair. I think that's very fair to rate Warner and Max's NAs because they're on very opposite ends of their career. Um, I think that there's much more to be desired and much more to be seen from Max, and we haven't seen the best of that player yet. On the converse, I would say we have seen the best of Colin Warner, um, and he's really probably played his best ball for us. Um, he, he's been... A very uh, he's been a good steward of the club and a very good slot in player, but it, this is this is a spot in our team that I could see uh, very easily be a focal point of any kind of transfer discussions right now because we really are lacking in central midfield and of the players that we have right now, I mean if we if we rate an A on on Warner and we an A on uh max then you got k price and acosta i think acosta has been a, a b minus b minus uh yeah i mean he hasn't been terrible when played and not a player that i am am rating very highly at this point as far as like a a prospect because i i think again, we're looking at a player in the middle of his career who really has performed up to so maybe b b b minus is a little bit generous but has done a job. What what do you think about Acosta? So I'll tell you right now kind of how I've seen the hierarchy of kind of importance to the team and what their overall performance is. For Jack Price, he's performing at a C, below below his standard of a B. For Brian Acosta, a C minus, and then for Mark Anthony K, D. So it's kind of like a like a like a step ladder down and that's not to say that Brian yeah. Acosta is better than K because I think Brian Acosta is a different role under K but considering that K is our profile star and that he is was supposed to be someone 
to rely on, he's not been that. I think Brian Acosta is kind of unfortunate to be on this team because uh, I think they signed him without a real intent of how he was going to be played in the squad. And then Jack Price, for sure. between the injuries and between kind of, uh, I mean, he, he has, from, from, from being the assist leader last year on this team to having no goal contributions, um, it's very below his standard. Last year, I would have rated him as the best Rapids player at an A+. Uh, and a lot of people said Mikey was the best player on the team last year. Um, I thought Price, without him, those games were rough. And right now, those games are rough with and without him, and that's a testament to the whole squad. And so that's kind of how I've laddered, um, rated them. Uh, Price, C, Brian Acosta, C, minus K, D. D plus-ish. You know, all yeah, this, I think all that's fair. I think and so for me... Um, the only the only place I would differ is that I just don't think Price has been healthy at all this year. So yeah, I mean, um, I do give him a little bit of a break. I'm going to give him an A because I, I'm hoping he plays an A for the rest of the season. If you give him a D now, it's it's hard to work back from there. But um, that's ratings, folks. I mean, we're looking at a who you know at, at best there's a couple of Bs. Um, we just haven't we haven't seen the best of the roster. Um, whether or not we see the best of the roster for the rest of the season, I think, is in some pretty severe doubt. But we, have to. Um, we absolutely have to because, have to. yeah, because like I said, you have to win out in July in order to be worth mentioning as a playoff team. Um, it it's worked in the past for teams like Vancouver who have found late season form, and maybe the Rapids need a late season form, a late season push, a late season, you know, kind of guy you know maybe Zardes isn't clicking now but you know a formation change here a change of personnel there a trade there it all could change man this is why sports is awesome is because like and and why following the rapids can sometimes be so up and down is because you know at times they they really do they really can make that that play that extra sort of uh move that 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 really you know forces the team to change. I think Nicholson is going to be a big part of that. A lot of people have their doubts about him, but you know, now that he's on a team like the Rapids 2022, 2022, you know, the Rapids under Robin Frazier, I think it's going to, I think it's going to thrive. I think if he scores a goal against Salt Lake, um, and he sets the tone for what it's like for the second part of the year, we're looking good, man. Um, I, I kind of wanted to hype people up a little bit because it, it has been down. Um, the Rapids, uh, I'm sure know that. I'm sure the Rapids are, you know, really in that feeling. But I mean, what we didn't talk about enough is seeing Yarbrough back in the lineup after not thinking he would be. So Yarbrough's Amen. here, man. It's not like the season's over. Yarbrough's here. Uh, Price is healthy. Rubio should be, you know, clear. We 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 have close to a full strength squad, barring the injuries we already we've already had. And if anything. We're just a one step closer to 2023, uh, a year with Brian Galvan as the focal point, a year of kind of maybe promise, maybe, you know, promises, maybe, you know, like no matter what, the vibes will always find a way to, to be good, you know, team, you know, be damned, whatever. I'm, I'm still here for the Rapids and what the Rapids will be in the future. Amen. It's just scary to hear you talk about 2023, brother, because I think, you know, there's still something to be. There's still a little bit of hope alive for 2022. And I know you're not trying to kill that off now. And uh, we still have it. We, you know, as soon as the Rapids win a couple of games in a row, all of a sudden the the season changes around for us. Um, But until we see that, it's going to be low vibes. And that's that's really fighting against now. Um, But... You know, we go into a game against the Rock Bowl, and we can we can win the Rocky Mountain Cup. Um, if we can do that, start to bring things around and and make this season look a little bit like the last, the end of the last season, then yeah, I think you're right. We go into the the playoff the hot team instead of you know we certainly wouldn't be limping in at this point. So um, that's what we got to look forward to, and and I think there is still plenty of this season for us to. To kind of turn things around, to to kind of see the players that 
uh, may or may not have found their their way this season to see K to see Zardes to really get in. Um, if if those players can really start clicking, it could be it could still be a fun season. But I think at this point, there's certainly reason to be concerned. And on we go up to Rio Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you guys when we see you. You can follow me at WannersFC. You can find me at Jared underscore Geisler on Twitter. And then find us at C30SG Centennial 38. I will be on the DNVR post game talking the Rapids victory over Real Salt Lake, a 3-0 win uh, by a deal Rubio hat trick. Um, so we'll see you then. Uh, pin this now, and then we'll come back to this. Uh, but go Rapids, win that Rocky Mountain Cup, and let's start. Uh, let's start building something here. Let's get uh, a sort of an avalanche of momentum into the take second me half home. of the season. Take me home. 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 Take me